0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. live. live.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do and that's make more sales make sure you are following us on twitter and instagram at locked on hornets and on facebook facebook.com slash locked on hornets you can find myself on twitter at walker mail doug at doug branson nba and nada at nada the scribe we are part of the locked on podcast network your team every day visit locked on to check out all of our podcasts on the nba nfl mlb and fantasy sports. So I'll share my big board once again. I know I did that on Friday, but I'll share the big board once again so the guys can give their opinions on it. Uh top 5, top 3, top 5 just uh, the guys that have a realistic shot of falling to number 11 and again Doug and Nada can give their criticism on it. Feel free to uh give their opinions. Dwight Howard Oh, we will. <laughs> Dwight Howard appeared on the jump, said some things. Yeah. Interesting things. Uh we'll it's go Tim to that. <laughs> we'll go to that sound right. later on today. Uh, sneak of the Week on Monday. On a, on, a, on a Monday, thanks to David Walker bringing us the Sneak of the Week early in this Lockdown Hornets podcast week. Nada has some things that he wants to ramble on about that he's angry today. <laughs> oh, boy, I walk in and immediately, Nada not, not is angry. And then now it's getting Doug angrier, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and we also have to get to the 28th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. It's <laughs> arguing time! And the 28th best Charlotte beer of all time. So... <laughs> Fantastic week with well, the twenty eighth. List the twenty eighth. <laughs> yeah, which well, should the list the,
2: that I stole from the internet.
1: Yeah, well, it's at the top of your head. I thought you had just said that at the top of the. I dump. mean,
2: you couldn't just Google
1: it. I mean, it's easily Googleable. No, right? that that's unique. This is a unique list that Doug has that he's bringing to us with unique, with at least a couple of changes to the official list that's out there. But speaking of the list, pre alone. I feel like we've given him a shout out a couple of times. Pre Malone has some thoughts on our thirty greatest Hornets countdown. He says, "quote on Twitter, lots of talk about a guy being quote too high or too low, but there's no real argument until we hear the entire list." Yeah, and I, I get that point. point. I I, point. I understand that point a lot.
2: But how in the world, longevity? Could Doug? you put Marvin Williams? It's longevity. 29th ninth. I not mean, he's play. right. Don right. Howard It's Longevity Don Howard not on this list
0: like, like like again this list is incomplete but yet it feels I incomplete. You listen,
2: you got to if you're going to put Jason Richardson on this list, you got to have Dwight Howard on this list. No, nah, I'm going with longevity. The three-point
1: ball it matters, but again, Jason Richardson had a good season. Dwight Howard, again, it's why you can't just check the box score and you have to watch these games. So that's exactly why I have the list the way I have it. Wait, Walker, how anyway. are you going to have
0: the list set up and you don't have the context? I, I mean, I think you're losing the context
1: of <laughs>
2: three-point shot and everything. great point by great point by Pre Malone.
1: No, Prime Malone coming in with a good comment though. We we can't really argue a whole lot about that so we appreciate it thank you very much so with that being said we're going to do that later on in the show we'll come back with that after the second break um first off we'll we'll go to the the three to the five options guys that are realistic that I would have at the top of the Charlotte Hornets big board if I was indeed Mitch Kupchak so again we're going to take off Mikhail Bridges um doesn't look like he's going to be there no and it was a guy that kind of started out, and Doug, I remember you mentioning this pretty early in the process, and I hopped on board immediately. Just looked like a guy that was going to continue to pick up steam once a lot of people started to pay attention to him, and someone that a lot of people started to fell, fall in love with a little bit more. I, it, it's possible, but I still don't see it. I, I would bet against it pretty hard. So Mikhail Bridge is not, if we're just going to go with a couple of guys that you feel comfortable are going to be there. So... Doug, I mean, I've given mine. What, what are your guys real quick? So, like, it's 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 Lonnie Walker for you first, right? I mean.
2: To me, it's Lonnie Walker, number one. And then I'm looking at point guard after that. So, I'm looking at Colin Sexton and SGA probably tied for second. I mean, it's 2-3. Kevin Knox, I feel like I'm, I'm more on board with him than I was at first because I think he's another guy, just like Mikhail Bridges, who benefited from working out for teams, from showing off for teams. It's weird to me that SGA – didn't get out in front of more teams. Seemed like he was a little absent from a lot of workout lists. I
0: don't think that was, again, I don't think that was an accident. We're right. I don't but so
2: the question is, why?
1: Yeah, and uh, it is weird because SGA is not a guy that was out there a whole lot working out with a lot of different teams. And I know that Rick Bunnell released a NBA mock draft in the Charlotte Observer. He had Shea Gilgis-Alexander going to the Charlotte Hornets and someone that he likes, but it's just weird because – the Hornets have worked out a ton of guys. I mean, they've worked out a lot of potential lottery picks that are going to be right in that realm of possibility for them. SGA is not one. So that would be that Would that be the third year in a row they would go with somebody they didn't work out? Because they didn't work out Malik Monk last year, if I'm not mistaken. Did That's they? correct. So they didn't work him out. The year prior, who was the rookie prior to Malik Monk? Or was it not anybody? They didn't take a. It was the, that was Marco Belinelli. It was year. the Marco Bellinelli trade, and it Malachi Richardson was the pick, but it wasn't for them. It was for they the didn't, Kings. and they
2: didn't work out Malachi either. Right. Just for
1: right, yeah. So they, I guess if if you want to count that, but they didn't work out Malik Monk at least. So that would be weird. Another Kentucky guy they did not work out. They didn't this, work out. Um, who was it? Uh, Vonley either, I believe. So. Yeah. So there, another guy again, just a couple of guys because that have these players gone fell, fell to them, right? This is Doug's philosophy. They oh, fall God. for a reason, and that is why he's low on Michael Porter Jr. So, if is Michael Porter Jr. a top of a, a part of this list of the big board? I mean, I feel like if Mikhail Bridges isn't, I mean, is Mike does Michael fall all the way to eleven? No, I don't think at so. This, don't at more.
2: this point. No, there were there were some legitimate questions yeah. about that when the injury news started to to trickle out. But I think, I mean, now you've got the report that Sacramento may go ahead and take him at two. Which I'm which will hoping be very Sacramento, by the way. There's
1: a couple of very Sacramento reports out going out right now.
2: <laughs>
0: Between that and the Kawhi Leonard rumors, right? Which, that's the one. Which I actually kind of like that for. No,
1: Sacramento. but but you can't trade a second overall pick for a year rental of Kawhi. Yes, you can if you're looking for legitimacy. But for but you don't get legitimate if for one year if you're Sacramento and he's gone. Like Kawhi's not staying in Sacramento, right? Well. I, I kinda, you don't make that trade.
0: I, yes, you do, because again, Vladdy got to save his job. Vladdy's got to justify his salary right now.
1: But Vladdy's got to save his job by building for the future. Like, he got praised last year for really just not screwing it up. Like, Vlade Divac and the Kings got praised because they took De'Aaron Fox, and it was appropriate so, and he took chances with a couple of other guys like Justin Jackson and Harry Giles, and it was about that risk where he should have taken it, and he got praised just simply for doing what the computer said he should have done, right? I mean, because it's finally the Sacramento Kings don't screw it up. I feel like trading for Kawhi... Getting him for only a year on twenty million dollars then watching him go away after you give up assets to give him, I feel like that'd be a bad move.
0: Wait, 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 hold on. Did you just call Vladi Divac auto draft yes, for yesterday? I did. Like, for last year. For last, last year. Just, last year he was you auto. You basically draft. compared him to just like if you're doing a random fantasy draft on 2K, you basically told he basically told the computer, Oh, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna trust you. We got and all there this wasn't work. any problem with it,
1: but that's what he did. I mean, De'Aaron Fox s- sneaking up the draft boards last season—maybe not sneaking, but flying up more likely—takes him at five overall, I believe. Yeah. Then gets Justin Jackson, gets Harry Giles, and that was a that was a pretty appropriate. Were you watching all the mock drafts? It's about yeah, right it's where the they cap- go. But I wasn't hating on it. Like oh. I'm not hating on it. It's just funny because that's not exactly what we've seen the Sacramento Kings do.
0: Exactly, which is why they're due for a mistake like. Either trading the pick or not drafting <laughs> right, Doncic,
1: right? Which I, there's a couple again, very, very Sacramento Kings rumors going on out there. So perhaps Michael Porter Jr. does go number two overall to them, and again, being Sacramento like, he's probably going to be injury prone for the rest of his life. The King giving the kiss, uh, the curse of death. So my big board, right? Like guys that I really like. I think that I might be going SGA number one with guys wow. that are going to be available That's here. That's bold. Um, yeah, I look I, I like SGA. I like Lonnie Walker a lot too after watching some film on him. But SGA was kind of the guy that I was looking at that Doug, you were a little bit more adamant about. You were more passionate about a Lonnie Walker during our mock trade or our, our uh, excuse me, mock draft with the locked on NBA podcast. So again, I, I, I went with Lonnie and I'd be fine with the pick. I, I like Lonnie. There there's a lot of things to like there. If I'm to give a number one, I like Shea gilgis Alexander. My reasons I think Shea can shoot. I like the jump shot. I think he's going to be an appropriate. I think he's going to be a very capable shooter and possibly get it off where I it needs to be quicker. I it's it's a elongated release from him. That is a little bit of a question mark. It's not like he's got crazy athleticism. I do like the length. I think he has enough athleticism. I think his handles are pretty good. I like his handles when he's able to dribble in paint. I think his passing ability is very underrated. People like him as an attacker. I think the dude's got very good vision, very good playmaker from what I've seen and has the ability to knock down shots. I'm going to be okay with it not being so quick, but again, you've got problems with every single prospect that you can pick out. I think SGA is my guy at number one, Lonnie Walker getting close to it if we're not including the Michael Porter Juniors, the Mikael Bridges, and the guys that could possibly fall.
2: And the big question with SGA is, can he shoot three-point shots? Because he did not attempt many At Kentucky. And so there are some legitimate questions about his shooting range, but you do like the fact I mean his stroke certainly looks better than a than a Colin Sexton.
1: It it looks good to me. Like I it's just not quick. That's the problem with SGA. It's not quick, and that could be a problem as a point guard more specifically, right? Like if you're a shooting guard coming off screens, that would be a problem as well. But if you're a point guard, you might have to be somebody that pulls it up pretty quickly with a guy on you while you have the ball in your hands, and that's a problem. I admit that. But you're giving me something to work with. The guy shot 40% from three. Didn't take a lot. So take that number for what it's worth. But he shot 40% at least. It at least shows me that he's capable. And by the way, Zaire Smith, those are the three. I like Zaire's grown. Zaire's grown on me since the beginning of this. I was worried about the height at first. I think the...
2: He's growing on you. Part of the problem is he's not growing
1: It it would be nice if he grew literally. That would be nice. But (laughs) he's grown on me. So (laughs) I'll go with Zaire Smith. Top three, guys that are missing out on that, Miles Bridges, Kevin Knox, Robert Williams, even Colin Sexton I would take after. Colin Sexton probably right after a Zaire and a SGA and Lonnie Walker, but those are the guys that would be missing. You know why I three. put
2: Colin Sexton a little higher than Zaire and some others? Because I'm taking into account what I think Kupchak and Borrego are going to install offensively in the Charlotte Hornets this year, and that's getting up and down very quickly, attacking in transition. And that's one thing we do know that Colin Sexton can do. That jump shot should concern you, but he can get out into transition, attack the basket, and score. So if they're looking for more players that can do that, then Colin Sexton would fit that bill.
1: I don't want to be stuck with a guard that can't shoot in today's NBA. Especially since you already have one. And you have one... I mean, you. I don't want to be stuck with a guy that can't shoot, potentially. And also, I don't know how good his defense is going to be. Like, I... I have a fear that Colin Sexton is going to be a volume scorer that's going to rely on a lot of attempts, that's not going to be a very efficient guy, that also doesn't pass the ball very well. Are you calling him John Wall? I I am calling him, no. Well, John Wall can pass now. I mean, it's a a playmaker. I'm not calling him John Wall. I'm kind of calling him, like, who's a guy that, I I don't know, who's got the volume for it. For instance, it reminds me, if, if best case scenario to work out, like, He's getting no, a lot of Eric Bledsoe
2: to. comps. That's that's e- that's yeah. that's
1: a good one. That's a good yeah. one. And and Eric Bledsoe is probably the appropriate guy, somebody that relies on a lot of attempts, isn't exactly crazy efficient, isn't gonna give up the ball easily. That's the one I, I'm worried about Colin Sexton. Like I like his game. I like it's kind of like the intensity. It's almost like this. Russell Westbrook to me, except Way worse, right? Like a, a worse Russell Westbrook. Basically a lesser be. efficient
2: The style. Westbrook. The yeah. style of Russell Westbrook. It's like one of the greatest players in the NBA right now, but you take away most everything that makes him good. That's it's, the cup. Yeah. It's the yeah. style.
1: It's yeah. the style. <laughs> Reckless. Not exactly the greatest shooter, but also does those things It's like worse.
2: Russell Westbrook.
1: The style. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It is Russell Westbrook. It
2: is. By the way, I'm experimenting with polling on Twitter. Uh, apparently, I'm the last one to discover this. Paul, you can put polls on Twitter, and so I'm dropping them on the Locked On Hornets live that we're doing on Twitter right now. This is something we're experimenting with. But I put the Do you get legitimacy with one year of Kawhi? And right now, 69% say no.
0: Nice. Y- again, you know what? 31% of y'all <laughs> agree with me and are the
1: smart ones. You know what? That's okay. <laughs> what's your big board, Nada? What what's my, your big my
0: board? My big board, like? I. St- some tells me Knox is going to be there and as much as I've waffled back and forth I saw a number like You've
1: been pretty adamant against Kevin. Knox.
0: Yeah, yes, but the catch and shoot numbers I've seen kind of put me in a place where I'm now okay with Kevin Knox which is probably going to mean he's not going to be there at 11. <laughs> but Knox number 1 I got to put Colin Sexton number 2. Like I love everything you it, you said about him, but at the same time he feels a lot safer than Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And for th- my third pick, and this is going to be a out-of-left-field one that everyone's going to lampoon me for, but Kevin Herter out of Maryland. I like his game. 40-plus percent shooter from, from three for Maryland. This team needs more outside shooting, and it pushes a guy like it pushes a guy like Bacon. It allows a Lamb trade to go down. I like the kid's game. Now, granted, you can trade down and possibly get that would have acid. to be a yeah. trade back.
1: Same, same for me. Kevin Herter, a guy. It seems this is this is the prospect that it is being rumored has given been given a guaranteed by the Los Angeles Lakers that the Lakers are going to take him at twenty five if he's available. That's the guy. Apparently, it seems like
0: like again, he's it's a trade back, but at the same time, this team needs shooting. And I think his handle is good enough to where it's not going to be a problem. He can do a lot of catch and shoot. And I know that there are going to be people that are going to be like, hey, Nada, you hated Luke Kennard last year. And they're right. I did. I think he's a better version of Kennard. I think he's a bigger version of Kennard. Hold on, hold on. What?
2: This is a great example of asking yourself a question that yes. you, A, know the answer to, and the answer reflects well on you.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That is a Nada Edwards,
2: yeah. Edwards special. No, that's yeah, setting no, yourself that up is. well. That's one player volleyball.
0: A- hey, look. Wait, wait. Mr. I ask myself questions and answer them at the same time is do- getting mad at me for doing the
1: same thing? Really, Doug? Is that a problem Doug has, too?
0: Yes. What? Yes. This absolutely no. is. There are people that agree with me. I hope Wait a minute, talk. wait a minute. Do
2: I have that problem? Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like to ask other people pro or I like to ask other people questions rather than myself. Um no, I uh, Colin Sexton again. We we've, we've talked about him a little bit. Kevin Herder, I would think you have to trade back, but who knows? I, I am excited for this though. Like does NBA draft always get you excited? Like I would it, do- it.
0: it does and it doesn't. This one for some reason doesn't have the star power. Listen.
2: This is this is the most exciting week. In in all of, of the NBA at this point. It's so exciting. Everything's happening all at once this week. There's so many rumors flying around, and it all comes down to this one question. Who will the 26th best Charlotte Hornet of all time be? We will find out at the end of the week. Come back after the
1: break, Ooh. and we'll find out the 28th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community. For as little as $1 a month, you can... Help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in Charlotte. We'll be back after the break with the 28th best Hornet and the 28th best Charlotte beer of all time. Walker Mail, not Edwards, Doug Branson. You're listening to the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. The one draft pick you hit on was Kimba Walker, and you, you drafted Bismack Biombo before him. Oh! You got it right the second time, which is great. I am the smart Esther Marty. But you drafted Biombo before Kimba Walker, so <laughs> again, you almost messed that one up as well. It's time for
3: more of the Locked on Hornets Podcast.
1: Thanks for sticking around. If you love this podcast, make sure you are checking out all of the Locked On Podcast, uh, all of what the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Visit LockedOnNetwork.com today to get updated on every single team, every single day. So you know it's draft season, a lot of crazy rumors are flying out in the air, and draft season is perhaps best articulated through a tweet that we've gone and Rick (laughs) Benell's mentions. So... James Boger, can we call him out? I guess I just did. Might as well. Yeah, sure. It's on Twitter. Yeah, it is. It's It's in a literal public forum. So there you go. At Rick Bunnell, quick question, Rick. Quote, heading into the draft, what would you say the odds are of trading the pick to offload salary versus keeping it? Fine question. Sure. Rick Bunnell responds, 80% chance they make the pick. But that's a guess, since I have no history with the new administration. Fair enough. The last thing, thanks for the reply and the coverage. The answer makes sense. <laughs> so, the entire back and forth What did between we learn, Mr. James Boger and Rick Bennell, None to the fault of really either, uh, no. by the way. Cuz no just nobody an knows anything. Com- it's an appropriate conversation to have during draft during draft time. Is that we learned that Rick said there's an 80% chance they make the pick, which I think we would all agree, mm-hmm. the odds are the Hornets are not going to trade it. But but admits that's a guess. Right, we we have no clue. Right, like Rick Bennell who is well very much so way more well in tune with that team than we are doesn't have a clue, he's got a guess. And it's the new administration with Mitch Kupchak who has obviously been way less candid than what Steve Clifford ever was and even even Rich Cho to a certain extent. We have no history with the new administration. It's a guess. This is draft time.
2: Well, because we base so much of this stuff less on direct sourcing than just past history. What, what what you know, we had seven years of Rich Cho to determine what he liked to do, what he didn't like to do. But that, I mean, you know, I I think that administration uh, prior to Cubchak was pretty close to the vest as well. And there's so much smoke screening and all kinds of things that go on around this time that nobody really knows anything. And I just love that this was just laid bare right here, that no one knows anything.
0: I love that part, that we don't know anything. More importantly, as people seem to forget, they fired everybody in that building. No one, again, this is a whole yeah, they're new They're bringing staff. new
1: trainers back. I mean, they're bringing old trainers back that weren't with the team back. I mean, they're, they're bringing, they, they cleaned house.
0: Like, literally, they fired everybody. Everybody's got a new job. Everybody's got a new little position here, there. They fired everybody. No one knows anything.
2: And if people pretend to know something, that's when you know something is up. What are you trying to say about me, Doug? About I'm say. saying when you when you go, not you, is that but when. Tweeting at Nada no, for asking himself you.
1: Luke Kennard questions and That's then right. answering them. That's right. He, hey, did, he knew Luke Kennard wasn't. going to When someone
2: good. when someone actually knows something, it's because they're speaking a year later about it. That's when they actually <laughs> know something. <When laughs> what no are you one trying knows to say anything. Here? And it's in the form of Mr. questions. Mr. Stanis,
0: Stanis Baratheon is a good dad. Is is now taking <laughs>
1: shots at me? We have we have a whole lot of problems. All right, you ready for the? 28th best Charlotte Hornet of all time.
2: Cool man. It's arguing time.
1: Are you guys excited? excited? We're going to get to the 26th by the end of this week. You know what that means? It means top 25 best Charlotte Hornets of all time starting next week.
2: Finally!
1: (laughs) The top 25. There's only one thing I like better than the top 30, and it's the top 25. You know what I like better than top 25? Top 20. I like the top 20.
2: Oh, quit it! And then we're... Oh, I don't
1: even want to get the, to the increments of five we're going to get to after 20. No, 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 I don't no, no. even want to get to this. We're cutting the right. crust
0: over off the peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh. with the proper jelly. <laughs> I was about to say, now. Let,
1: let's get to the grape jelly, not a... Let's get to the grape, good old custard. You uncultured savage. The 28th here. best Charlotte Hornet of all time is... Mr. Kenny Gaddison. The
2: Gatman! Oh, yeah!
1: Get your gats out, folks. Kenny Gaddison is the twenty eighth best Charlotte Hornet of all time. I go to you for your thoughts.
0: Is it bad that I really don't have an opinion either way? No, it's not. Is it is mad?
1: not bad. No. The guy played 20 years ago. <laughs> it's it's not yeah, bad like, that you don't like, have it's, meh. it's it's not it's not bad that you don't have an opinion. Uh, Doug, do you have one to share with
2: us? Well, I played 20 years ago, but he was just the quintessential, just sort of big role player guy you could just throw in there. He was he was physical; he could grab you a couple fouls. He was just he was a dirty work guy. I mean, you, th- this guy Kenny Gattison doesn't really exist anymore in the NBA. I mean, there's not that just dirty work big guy anymore. It's I mean, even Clint Capella is is somewhat of a, a of a skilled player and just you just don't see That's that the, your
1: Russell Westbrook Colin Sexton comparison is yeah. your Clint yeah. Capella yeah but that's what I'm saying like Clint possibly, Capella is Edison. so much yeah. more
2: skilled than Kenny Gaddison <laughs> right, ever was yeah, right and, and that's just it's just more of a reflection of where the NBA is but the Gatman man, man you, again the Gatman was just throw him in there and let him go to work
0: now, now no wait I do have a complaint now I thought about this now
1: I figured this is I figured we'd get here go ahead how
0: how in the world, are you gonna put Dwight Howard, who I didn't think belonged on this list, but after you put Kenny Friggin Gaddison on here? Oh, I can, yeah, this is fine. So, Dwight and Marvin, Marvin above, again, Marvin's got a bigger case to be ahead of Gaddison than Dwight does, but both have an argument.
1: So, Dwight is very easy. Dwight played here one season. Fair. Dwight, I mean, you can't play one season and be on the list. If, if he has a, a great season next season, then maybe he passes him, but. Marvin Williams, it was tough. Now this this is the argument I, I came in here ready to go about because I, I understand the argument, and if you have Marvin ahead of Gaddison, perfectly fine. There's a only a, a couple of minor factors that put Gaddison ahead of Marvin Williams. Okay, me. in their 14 years in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? The Charlotte Hornets, that is at this okay. point with with, uh, with uh, Kenny Gaddison being there at the 14, or excuse me, the Hornets' existence, right? Charlotte Bobcats. Hold on, hold on one second. I'm I'm messing that stat up completely. So I I try to go in on this research and the stats, it, it, and I completely messed up. up. I completely messed up. So let's let's start this over again. So the Charlotte Hornets, they led the league in attendance eight times during the days when Kenny Gaddison was playing. Right, six straight times. Uh-huh. So to me, I think that actually carries some value here. Right. Wait, now, what? No, listen, because when you're looking at the Charlotte Hornets, much more popular team. We, if we're going to go with the best Charlotte Hornets of all time, then you probably have to put Dwight Howard way ahead. You have to put Jason Richardson way ahead. Kemba Walker can't be the best Charlotte Hornet of all time because he wasn't as good as Alonzo Mourning. If we're going to go strictly based on talent, but if you're going to go to basically the feel that you get when you watch these guys, how much these guys matter to you as a fan of the Charlotte Hornets, then Keddy Gaddison, a time when the Hornets were way more popular, specifically not the bobcats during that time i think that goes into this another one just going to the stats real quick with that umbrella uh, with that being under the umbrella we can go to a couple of the stats he has. He's the franchise's 16th all-time leading scorer, that's six spots I believe ahead of Marvin Williams. He's the fr- he's 8th all-time in games played for the franchise. He's got the highest field goal percentage of players with the franchise to score over 1000 buckets. So it's not one of these things where, you know, a guy goes 8 of 10 is 80% and he's on the list, right? If you scored over 1000 field goals, Kenny Gaddison has the highest field goal percentage and any far, and also a part of one of the teams to make it to the second round, and was a guy that was coming off the bench to contribute. Marvin Williams, even though he had a very good year their playoff season, that was his best year of his career, didn't make it out of the second round. So to me, Kenny Gaddison, with the slight details here and there, I think he goes ahead of Marvin.
2: And a, according to Walker, was solely responsible for selling out the Charlotte Coliseum. I, exactly. Record.
1: No, it's not solely responsible. You're going to have more of a good feeling you, with hold those, hold those hold kind on, of players. This is a great.
2: His, I, I look. Your take was nuanced. It was. It was good. It was. It was uh, well thought out. And we need to run it through the hot take machine. Oh,
1: oh wow! I'm ready for the hot. This is my first
2: time.
0: Look at
3: Okay.
1: So. Is this the time where I just need to go just blast yeah, with Kenny Gattison? I need it hotter. So, <laughs> I don't want to be li- not I don't lie, Johnson, though. I not Larry Johnson, not Alonzo
2: lie. Morning. not Muggsy Bogues, Kenny Gaddison, the Gatman, the G-Man, the Dirty Work. Wait, Man, I thought that was G-Man Janitor. was Jiminski.
0: I thought that was Jiminski. How, how are you going to mix up your n- nicknames the, the Was
2: solely responsible <laughs> for bringing hordes of Charlotte fans into the Coliseum night after night.
1: So, when Kenny Gaddison played for that era, oftentimes these teams, the best teams of a specific franchise, oftentimes the number one guy off the bench is beloved, correct? Kenny Gaddison. They were still selling Kenny Gaddison shirts in the Hornets team store when I went there just last year. Boom. Like twenty five years later, Fact. the team is still selling Kenny Gaddison shirts. Are we seeing Marvin Williams T shirts when we for, go twenty five years in the future? For stats. We're are, not seeing Marvin. Williams
0: are are we really doing fan sentimentality in this? Yes, we are absolutely. Because we're it getting touchy feely. We're going again. We might as well do hot yoga after this to get really in touch with our
1: feelings. No, if you want to, that's fine. That's a little weird, but okay. We can go with Kenny Gaddison being ahead of Marvin Williams because the fan sentimentality absolutely holds a place. I mean, this whole list is fan sentimentality. I mean, also
2: home state guy Wilmington North Carolina born and raised. Uh didn't contribute
1: he, but still fun fact. Like like <laughs> literally and he lives not that far from here
0: so I need, I probably need to temper my comments no look
1: I I I do think that holds look I understand Alonzo and Larry Johnson those are some of the guys that are bringing it but also they held a parade for the Charlotte Hornets when they got the team they went 20 wins it's not like it was just the guys that were being good that brought the entire team it helped sure but this is a this is a fan base that was really excited when the Hornets were here the Hornets were actually making the playoffs and winning some rounds here and there from up to what nineteen ninety. Four ninety-five. They got to, I believe, the they they got to the playoffs that season. Uh, The playoffs, the playoff record for them, like they got to the second round with Kenny, with Zoe, with Larry, with Muggsy Bogues. They got to the playoffs again in 1994, 1995. Kenny was a part of both of those teams. And it's a guy that is coming off the bench. Look, I don't think he's better than Marvin Williams. But when you're thinking of best Charlotte Hornets of all time, we're not going with the most talented here. Because again, that's when Dwight Howard would be so far up. That's where you would have Anthony Mason way below the line, right? And Anthony Mason, one of the better Hornets of all time. Well, I'm just telling you, if you want to go with the sentimentality here that's where anthony mason gets so much higher on this list
0: doesn't he have the record for triple doubles as a hornet though i believe he does
1: well i okay, then we can grab all sorts of stats like kenny gaddison again leads the franchise in highest field goal percentage with a thousand field goals like then you can start to nickpick different stats that you want but i do think sentimentality holds a place when deciding this list
2: there were a lot of g-men on that hornets that 91 92 team where he actually started that season he played with kendall gill mike jaminski ron grandison and greg grant ron gandison on this list by the way But a g-man
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so you're gonna have to say the g-man part one because he two. did
2: play with Jaminski.
0: yes he did
1: g-man has to be the real g-man though yeah i mean he he is
2: the, i don't think that was worthy of interrupting the hot take machine but
1: yes it was it was,
2: go absolutely on. was you know, like
1: Jaminski being the
0: g-man can i thought, talk
2: about my beer now uh what? go sure. ahead the twenty
1: eighth. Are you doing? Are you doing beer taster sentimentality in this or not? Is it just all just the best beers at this?
0: Because if it gets to sentimentality, we're we gonna have a problem.
2: Part of it is sentimentality. Part of it is taste. Part of it is uh, the fact that um, Matt McKenzie from Charlotte Magazine put these on his list, which I then stole off of the internet. Sure. Okay. So that factors in as well. All right. All right there here we go. Twenty eighth best Charlotte beer goes to. Eyes of the World.
0: Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Have you actually tasted this beer?
2: I have not. Triple C makes this beer, though. It's available in October, so watch out, you fall fans. Okay. Uh, it's a smoke. Wait, is that the end of your <laughs> It's a smoke. This is from Matt is just watch out. Was that more of a threat? Watch out, you, All right, go ahead. you autumn warriors, you. <laughs> Forget pumpkin spice beer. Why don't you try Eyes of the World? It's a smoked porter. Aged in bourbon barrels and best enjoyed with your favorite plate of barbecue or next to a campfire.
1: So if it's enjoyed with a plate of barbecue, that it seems like they're they're kind of missing their season, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's enjoyed, if, if I want my beer with barbecue, am I eating barbecue like that in October, or am I eating it like that in summer? Tailgate, I guess. I'm assuming if you
2: tailgate like that. Your list is flawed, Doug. Do you guys like beer that's aged in bourbon barrels? Yes. I, I'm not a huge fan of beer in bourbon barrels. Why not? I feel like beer needs to be in beer barrels and, and bourbon needs to be in bourbon beer. Let's keep our liquor and our beer separate. You're one of those
0: people that probably separates the peanut butter knife and the jelly knife, aren't you?
2: Well, do you have to do that, by the well, way? Well, I would have to buy jelly and enjoy that as a product that I would put on sandwich. I don't...
0: Wait, 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 hold on. So I'm, you just I'm eat an, the peanut butter by itself? I'm an
2: anti-jelly guy. Yes, you, so, see, you saw me do that today at lunch. Good Angry duck.
0: Good lord. You saw good the sandwich, lord. Nada.
1: <laughs> good. Get with the program.
0: Like, like... I deal with uncultured savages. This guy likes grape jelly, for God's sakes. This guy eats peanut butter sandwiches by itself with nothing else. I I I work with uncultured savages. I can't believe
2: this. I'm going to put this on the poll. Who was the G man, Mike Jaminski, or yeah, please, sir. Kenny Gaddison? Yeah, it's G man, Mike. And you it's say G man? J- it's Mike Jaminski. It's Mike Jaminski. Well, I, let's let's give it to the people. You're gonna lose this one badly. Yeah, I, I can't
1: I, wait. Yeah, I the thing is I don't know if he's gonna lose. I feel like people will just probably I feel like there is a lot of people out there that like Kenny Gaddison.
2: I think there's a lot of people that like me and will just agree with me.
1: No, you're probably right. Now
2: outside of Pursuit, producer, Dugaholics so is sure. what they're called, right?
1: Are they we saw the things? yeah. I need
2: the Dugaholics behind me on this one. Kenny Gaddison, the G yeah, Man, the
1: Gatman. I think I think there are some Dougaholics out there that'll probably agree all with All four you. of them? <laughs> yes, all four. Perhaps even five. All right, well, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back here. Uh, Soon with some Dwight Howard comments that he made on the jump, we'll get into some kind of ridiculous things that he said. Dwight Howard just being Dwight Howard. It's Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson on the Locked on Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked on Hornets podcast. I saw one horror Christmas film in my entire life, at least that I can think of, and it was for film class, and it was about an evil Santa Claus. So it was like Kramus. It actually was
2: Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Locked on Hornets podcast. Again, Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, Doug Branson here with you today on this Monday. Um, Talked about the 28th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Discuss the big board that we had for the potential pick that the Charlotte Hornets just might have at number 11 on Thursday. Again, the NBA draft taking place on Thursday. Again, sneaking up on us. Kind of weird to see it sneak up so much, so fast after the NBA finals are over and done with. But here it is, the NBA draft, the future. It awaits us on Thursday night. Dwight Howard, he had some comments on the jump discussing Tim Duncan discussing Stan Van Gundy. Some good stuff, some interesting stuff from Dwight Howard on The Jump with Rachel Nichols and uh, whoever, who else is on that show? It's it's uh, uh, Trace McGrady is on that Amin show el as Hassan. well. Amin el Hassan was Zach on as well. Zach was
2: on there a lot. Yeah,
1: so Dwight Howard again joining those guys on The Jump, uh, The Jump being played on ESPN, probably about 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, something like that. So it's a good show and Dwight Howard appearing on it. Here's some of Dwight Howard's comments that he had last week.
0: It's Tim Duncan.
3: Right. So half of the reason why I wear number twelve is because I want to be the reverse of Tim Duncan.
2: Nice. 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 (laughs) What? The reverse of Tim Duncan? What does that even mean? Does anybody know what that means?
0: That means um, who is it? Anthony Randolph or something like that?
1: Does it? Does it mean? Does it mean bad? I don't. I don't get it a whole lot. The only thing I can kind of muster up in my head is that Tim Duncan, known as the big fundamental, kind of boring. Maybe Dwight Howard wanted to be flashy. That's the biggest positive yeah, spin. Yeah, he wanted to be Superman. That's the biggest positive spin. Yeah, but it's not check.
2: Well, that was a whole. Now you're just right. digging
1: it all up again. Yep. Let's stir the pot. No, that's, that's the only kind of positive spin I can put on that. But I, I don't get. The reverse Tim Duncan number. And then Rachel Nichols just has no clue what to say, nor would I in that situation. Oh no, 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 exactly. And just says nice.
2: And this is the second time now he's gone on the jump and had some controversial comments. He's like the perfect guest to bring on the jump because they know they'll have something. Because he said the last time we played it on the show as well is when he talked about Russell Westbrook. That's right. Needing to pass the ball more to, to, Carmelo, to Carmelo Anthony.
1: Which was funny in itself. Because Dwight passes so much and his assists nice. numbers are, are way up. Nice job, Dwight. Nice, nice, Dwight. Um, also, his Stan Van Gundy impersonation. Are you guys fans of that? Did you see his oh, comments on, on the press conference? It's it was- always
2: a good time. It's funny,
1: Dwight Howard on Stan Van Gundy is is well documented, but also it was funny to see him talk about that. And I watched that press conference again, like after he made those comments with uh, comments with Stan Van Gundy. Man, it is awkward.
2: Oh yeah, like, he that said it was the switched. worst
1: moment of his life when SVG leaves the crew. And everyone starts to ask Dwight, like when Dwight comes in, it's not crazy bad when Dwight comes in and puts his arm around the shoulder until Dwight realizes what had just happened, that Stan Van Gundy had just outed Dwight, that that actually did in t- fact take place, that Dwight wanted Stan Van Gundy's job to be gone from him. And, <laughs> and then you see Dwight start to realize, oh man, these are now these uh, reporters just found that out from SVG. Now they're asking me and you can tell the look immediately go away on his face. Nice. Nice. Yeah, exactly. The,
0: pan- the panic just went away. The panic just in his face at that moment. Like, oh, my
1: God. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. It was nice. hilarious to see. And Dwight Howard, again, getting the nice from Rachel Nichols based on something probably nobody really knew how to respond to. Nice. David Walker joining us here. Uh, Sneak of the week early in the Lockdown Horns podcast week. Again, he's joining us on a Monday. Uh, talk about a little bit more sneaker stuff afterwards. But first, let's have David Walker
3: lead us off. What's up, guys? It's David Walker again, back with this sneak of the week, and dudes, this is a special one. I took a Swift L on these as they released around 4 a.m. local time, so by all accounts, didn't even have a shot at these, but this is a classic shoe, the Nike Air Max 1, a Tinker Hatfield design combined with a colorway from another Tinker Hatfield classic, the Air Safari. They mashed these two together what is a really cool shoe they dropped exclusively in europe at size stores over there it's size with the question mark, so maybe say it's size but anyway these have a orange <laughs> mesh upper a black safari print on the mudguard and a gray almost ostrich type safari print on the upper part of the shoe and like i said guys i couldn't even get my hands on these this is definitely an advanced level sneak of the week, but I will tweet out a picture of this shoe. We'll put it up on the Instagram site as well. A, a, a really cool shoe to look at, a really cool shoe if you can get your hands on. But like I said, the only chances of that now are probably eBay and StockX, which I will be checking out. Now, Walker, I know you're looking to build up your sneaker game. Do not start with this one. It's too advanced. It's too high level. you're so not, next week. <laughs> not ready. I'm going to come through with some tips on how you can start your own sneaker collection, if that's what you're into. And we're not going to break the bank on this one. So I'm going to give you some tips on some cool shoes that you can go out and grab and start to build up that collection. I got a bonus tip for you, Doug. It was just Father's Day. You're not a dad, but sometimes you do act like one, the Nike Air Monarch. Somehow, <laughs> way, this shoe has, has a foothold in the sneaker community And it's on sale right now on Nike.com. I cannot in good conscience recommend this shoe or brand it as a sneak of the week, but it's out there, folks. And if you want to grab it for you or your dad or your podcast producer, it's out there to do it. This is David Walker. Hit me up on Twitter, at David B. Walker, if you have some shoes up there you want to talk about or you see something that I missed. Have a great week. Until next time, this is the sneak of the week.
1: Oh, those are some dad shoes right there that he just put Doug on. Those are some straight dad <laughs> sketchers, basically.
2: These Look great, <laughs> you Hold like on. those? Let me, get, let me get these up on the screen for the people who are watching on the, Twitter. Look at these things,
1: they got those in your color.
2: Oh my gosh, oh, that's my color right there. Look at the Air Metamusel
1: 35. White? Yeah, those are fantastic. Oh, I bet
2: those are super comfortable. Take those <laughs> on a nice walk with the dog,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Oh god, yeah, just a light
0: job. Yeah, let's
2: look at these other colorways too. Oh my gosh, oh, the, the bright green, uh, neon's the too much, yeah, I
0: exactly. Like. The tennis ball, the color to match the walker.
1: Oh, the all black. Are you
0: Why ready not? for that all black? I don't know. I, Easy,
2: well, see, that's great. It's easier to wash. Or, you, know, you don't have to wash them. That's the thing with the white They easier get dirty. dirty. Fair enough. Yeah. Easier yeah. to wash?
0: Yeah, that well, makes sense. You know sense. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to know.
1: Makes right. sense. Makes sense. All right, so Doug is going to get uh, put on the dad shoes, basically, these Skechers with a uh, swoosh mark on them. Um, I don't and, like that. And Doug again, Doug, helping me out. And I, I'm legitimate. Uh, that, that, that's an absolute legitimate statement by me. I, I want to finally get on my shoe game somehow. I need, I need to bend, uh, build up some income. But I do need to get my shoe Step game one. on top. Um, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Respect the breaking news. Breaking
2: Malik Monk news. This is straight from his Instagram page, so you know it's true. Ahmad Monk on Instagram. Malik's holding a puppy and the, the, the Graham says bear, my new son, this Aww. little puppy. What kind of dog is that? It looks like a, is that a Mastiff? Maybe, or maybe a, no, it's not, it's not like a Shih Tzu or anything like that. No, it's, it's a, not <laughs> that. That would be, no. that would be way off. No, yeah. That a may- chocolate lab? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Bear. So he's got a couple of posts here. He's really, he's really. He loves no, he's the dog. he's uh, he's
1: bearing down on this, if you will.
2: So again, locked on Hornets, keeping you updated on all of the breaking Malik Monk news.
1: Yes, thank you, Doug. Back to sneakers. I know, nada that on Twitter. You said that you were about to jump on a new pair of sneakers. Is that right?
0: Well, I did b- buy a new pair of sneakers. A couple of Adidas NMDs. I wanted to get a pair of Air uh, Fourteen Jordan Fourteens. Final shots. And then I realized that no one really wanted them. Like, literally, I could, like, you can go pick up a pair of these final shots, 14s, I believe, now. And normally, Jordan releases don't last that long. So I totally, totally get it. So, but at the same time, again, Adidas NMDs, if you want something really comfortable, really light, Depending on where you find them, because Adidas had a nice little sale, friends and family, even if you weren't friends or family, family with anyone in the company, where you could pick up a couple of pairs, 83 bucks a piece. So, uh, again, you do that, look at some of the outlets, but I promise you, NMDs, probably some of the best shoes you'll ever wear. Do I have to jump on these Pumas? Is oh that God. something I'm going to have to pick up? We are not. Again, we're, we're going to talk about Air Meta musles.
1: We can talk about Pumas. I don't hate it. I'm fine with them coming back into the game. I think I'm all right with it. DeAndre Ayton getting a deal with Puma, just as Marvin Bagley did first. Puma going all in, trying to get back in the NBA as the NBA starts to grow and get in a little bit of a better spot. Puma coming back in. They have released, by the way, I believe they have signed, I should say, they signed Walt Clyde Frazier to a lifetime deal. So I think they're going to bring those back, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? That yes, they're they are. Shoes back? I- That's pretty cool.
2: It's not a terrible strategy to go out and get all of these these draft picks uh, that maybe Nike or Under Armour or some or Adidas would be a little bit scared. You know they want to wait and see see which picks you know pan out. But you give these guys like Zaire Smith also signed with Puma, yeah. and if Zaire blows up, you've all all of a sudden you've got him on a cheap deal. They are basically the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers of the shoe game. They're just acquiring draft picks.
0: You want to know the irony to this whole thing? Bagley's whole family was being subsidized for by
1: Nike last year. Oh, I know that. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's an interesting conversation. Did he do them just straight dirty? Yes, he, like, that's a he, sick that's burn. A, it yeah, burn. it is. That's like he burn. should. I mean, that that seems a little weird to me. So DeAndre Ayton going with Puma, but again, his his family legally, by the way, yeah, subsidized by Nike, and then going against them, and now going with Puma, which you would think Nike. Now I. You would think Nike offered them something. I mean, I, I guess we don't have any again, details on what they did, yeah. but still, going with Puma, like, that's a burn. That is a sick
0: burn. Yeah, that is a sick burn. I kind of do want to see the, Air Cl- uh, again, Walt Clyde Frazier ones. Like, those, I do want to see the, the what the
1: legacy shoe is. Those are going to be tight. Those are going to be awesome. I'd be uh, down to get a pair. All right. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you on Wednesday with the 27th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Thanks again for listening.
2: See you guys. <laughs>